Welcome back. Nothing important. Matt Reyes. Fuck is going on with you? I'm homesick. I am homesick. It happens every now and a motherfucking again. Like colds come around, like flus come around. I actually just passed through a little cold, which I was talking to my girl about that. I was like, this is the first time I had a fucking actual cold. And it feels like three years. <laughs> it's always some bullshit. This time, it was just like a headache. My body hurt a little bit. Had the sniffles. Day later, Gucci. Perfectly fine. You know, I miss that. Regular influenza. But, um, yeah, man. Talking about sickness, I want to go home. I want to go home. I, I, I lust after the idea. Is that the correct word? Lust? <laughs> Is it sexual? I lust uh, after the idea of moving back home. I do, man. New York is fucking crazy right now. It's crazy. I don't know what neighborhood I would move to. I'm not going back to the block. Like, I grew up in East Harlem. Definitely not going back to Harlem. Can't do that. Um, Queens is, like, ideal. That For me, that would be, like, ideal. I like Queens. I know Queens. I, I don't like the boonies in Queens. I like, like, Long Island City and shit. But... I heard like three women just got killed in the apartment in Queens. Somebody just got pushed on the train tracks in Queens. There was some niggas that was robbing a little girl and they dragged her on a scooter. I'm like, this don't even sound like Queens. Like, you know, no disrespect to Nas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know Queensbridge is crazy, but Queens in total, in my era, I was born in 92. Me coming up early 2000s, Queens was like the spot people was striving for. That's what we was hoping for. We was like, yo, when we go, when we grow up, hopefully we do well in life and we could get a crib in Queens. It's nice. I love Queens. And not that shit, you know, post-pandemic, that shit is even going crazy. It's fucking wild, bro. I'm not moving to Brooklyn. 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 Brooklyn is... <laughs> Brooklyn is on some bullshit, nigga. That shit is crazy. That was another story I saw with this dude, this young man. I'll give the disclaimer for anybody who don't fucking know anymore. You know, I get new viewers all the motherfucking time and not really viewers, listeners, because it's only audio. We evolving. Coming soon. But for anybody who's a new listener and you don't know who the fuck I am, I grew up in the projects. I seen all the bullshit. Got the family in the bullshit, whether that be on the drug selling side or the user side. I understand all how, you know what I'm saying? I came up in all that. I understand it very well. Um, there's some things that I can't, I can't respect. I can't respect it, you know, from, from like a man to man viewpoint. I can't respect this story I just heard about this young guy. This is like a new phenomenon after niggas started getting brainwashed by video games. Everybody calling each other ops. And it's like, yo, that shit is from a fucking video game. This is like mental programming, nigga. Like, what the fuck is really going on? Um, whether that be just coincidental influence or conspiratorial, doesn't matter. Young men are walking around referring to like enemy gangs as operatives. 
like they in the fucking Gulf. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like they in Afghanistan. You know what I'm saying? Like it's Ukraine versus Russia type shit. You know what I mean? Like, like they're at war. And with that mentality, there is like a, a brutal and logical disregard. It's brutality with a disregard for logic. With a disregard for 15 seconds after whatever action is committed. It feels like <laughs> when I was coming up, crime was prevalent. There was a lot of emotionally reactive crime. Don't get me wrong. There were people who just fucking lost it. Anger would, would come over them or madness. The stress would, you know, take them to a point where they, their brains would break. I seen it happen all the fucking time. But that wasn't the predominance of the crime world when I was coming up. In East Harlem, it was very organized. And while there was brutality, there was a sense of unspoken rules. There was a sense of calculation that I feel like is just completely absent now. It's turned into like retardation, in my opinion. Where you have these gangs in Brooklyn where they can't even get creative with their names. Like niggas got the same gang name. <laughs> the woes and the chose. I'm like, yo, what is... You know what I'm saying? Whatever happened to Bloods and Crips and, you know, you got your block and they got the name for this side and that side. You know what I mean? Like, niggas is woes and chosen it. And, I mean, that's nothing new. That's been around for a little minute. But this one individual, and I'm going to count him as an individual. I'm not going to group that entire gang or that entire community in with this individual's actions. But this dude, is he's, he's nuts. He saw somebody that he considers an op. Which is a funny word for me still to just even say as a 30-year-old grown man. But he sees a man. He's like, yo, this nigga's my op. So he's, he's, he's going to fire on him. You know, that's how they're getting down in Brooklyn. So he sees him. He's in a whip. Um, just to paint the picture for you. You can go look it up. I would recommend you go look up the video. But to paint the picture, he's on a New York City sidewalk facing north looking. This is the way the camera angle shows it. And he pulls out his gun. And this dude is like bent over in his car door, I guess, cleaning something out, picking something up, doing whatever the fuck he's doing. That's the guy he wants to target. And right to his left is a father and his daughter. And the little girl's three years old and they're walking on the sidewalk, holding each other's hands on the sidewalk. And the, the young man that has the pistol in his hand, he just starts popping off. He's doing like the, he's, everything was just retarded. He's shooting the gun with one hand. You know what I'm saying? He looks like he's mid-runaway as he's shooting. Like his body's moving way too much. And he hits the little girl in the arm. Thank God she survives. But as a father of a girl, like that young man is a, a piece of shit. That young man is a piece of shit. And I get angry with the hypocrisy in conversation. I am 100% qualified to talk about this shit. I'm 100% qualified to talk about this shit because I was a victim of this shit. I'm not an outsider speculating. I'm not getting paid for my motherfucking thoughts. I'm being honest. And my honesty was I'm expecting this. I'm like, yo, there has to be some type of shift in consciousness within the hip hop community. There has to be some onus. There has to be some sense of taking on a level of responsibility because that whole culture of gangs and, 
You know what I'm saying? The streets, all of that is elevated and extorted and exploited in the mainstream hip hop. So whether it is whatever people think is a motherfucking conspiracy, it's the record execs that's making people do it or whatever the fuck is going on. Nobody can make somebody say things unless they choose to. You know what I'm saying? Neuralink is not up and popping yet. It's not. <laughs> it is not up and popping yet. People have to be responsible for what the fuck they're doing. I feel like that's the first step. And there has to be a conversation internally in the community where there has to be a, a sense of shame culturally placed on shit like that. That's sick. It's sick behavior. It is sick behavior. Anybody who's clueless to why that sick behavior, go watch one of my favorite motherfucking movies. Go watch New Jack City. The movie's all about don't be Nino Brown. Don't be Nino Brown. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I get it. Nino Brown, black man, ambition. You know, he had a business mindset, intelligent individual. He had the nuts. Everything was aligning. But the reckless abandon for his, only com- his own community is what you don't want to repeat. Because if you are truly in an oppressed state of being, if you are truly in an environment that suppresses you and misrepresents you in the mainstream, what you don't want to do is become a part of that oppression. And nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about the fact that systemic racism is 100% real. Miseducation is 100% real. uh, Police brutality is 200% real. But what is also real is the people who don't want to participate in illegal activities fall victim to all those things I just said, including the other individuals that are in their community, that are of their race, that are terrorizing their community and shooting a little girl in her arm. It's never that serious. It is never that serious. Somebody needs to talk about that shit. Somebody needs to talk about that shit. Gets me frustrated. It's like everybody want to push the puck back after you make the money, right? You make the money talking about what you're talking about, but nobody wants to take responsibility. And I get it. Art is an expression of culture, and that is real from the culture that I come from. I respect that. But then as you profited off of it, you have to then take responsibility for the influence. That is just as important as collecting the check. It's just real. I don't put onus on any other community, whether it be some conspiracy or not, because it's not my people. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, that's just how I look at it. I look at that as like a very sick situation. I think these young men are misguided completely. I think music is to fault. I think there has to be. I think I I think I forecast positively. I think there will be a shift um, and eventually people will start to wake up and say, yo, this shit is not this is getting corny. It's getting corny, this illusion that niggas is in a video game and everybody on the block is going to make it because one person is going to pop as an artist. And that shit is getting really corny and, you know, convoluted and dangerous for regular people just walking around. And, you know, that's what I got the motherfucking saying about that shit. It's wrong. Um, But that's why, like, that's my hesitation for New York City. I do have a daughter. I'm like, yo, where the fuck am I going to move? Where the fuck would I move? You know what I'm saying? My aunt, you know what neighborhood I do like that's in the cut in New York? It's in the Bronx. It's in the Bronx. But um, a community called Throg's Neck 
is actually very close to um, Trump's golf course. You know what I'm saying? If you get um, close enough, you get an orange spray tan. You know what I'm saying? They're just giving them out over there. But, um, yeah, I like that neighborhood, man. They got some, like, fake-ass gated communities. It's in the cut. You can just hop right on the highway. You don't got to deal with the bullshit. You got to deal with the traffic. But you don't really got to deal with the bullshit. Um, that's an area I will plot on. You know, when the housing market looks like more sensible, when I'm not terrified that everything's just going to boom. You know what I mean? Like, but I don't know, man. Jersey? 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 Could I be one of them niggas? You know what I'm saying? I like Jer Jersey expensive. Jersey taxes is crazy. Jersey's taxes are crazy. They're crazy, son. Like, I don't know. Figure that shit out. But I am homesick. I'll be honest about that shit, man. It is home. It's my home, baby. It's my home. Um, I've been, I've been missing, like, everywhere I've lived, though. I lived on the West Coast. I was in Los Angeles. I miss Los Angeles. I shit on Los Angeles a lot because I had a particular experience out there. But I can't be so narrow-minded to... Uh, to think that my experience illuminates the reality of that, you know what I'm saying? Humongous, sprawling city. So many things going on, so many different lives, so many different interactions. Some people have it really, really, really fucking hard. I might just have been going through something in my life at that time and I wasn't interacting with the environment correctly. Whatever the fuck was going on. Um, Los Angeles is beautiful and I do miss it. I, but I mostly miss Los Angeles for access to other places. Like, I'm a fucking sucker for driving. And PCH1, the motherfucking highway on the ocean, on the Pacific Ocean, nothing like that. And I had the fucking privilege to drive that shit up to San Francisco probably three times. There's nothing like that, man. Even just taking that to, to Malibu. Ridiculous. That shit is ridiculous. There's nothing like that, man. I used to take a bunch of routes. I would go um, get on Sunset in downtown, like where, where Cesar Chavez turns into Sunset in downtown Los Angeles. Get on to Sunset. Take that shit the entire way. See everything. Go through all the neighborhoods all the way to the motherfucking beach. And that's a beautiful drive. It's a beautiful drive. It feels like you, you're taking a vortex, like fucking 15 different stargates through different galaxies. That's how crazy different the neighborhoods are in Los Angeles. If you take that, if you take Sunset Boulevard all the way down to the beach, it's a long drive. I think it's worth it. You go through all the neighborhoods. You go through everything on the east side. You're going through Silver Lake. You're going through um, Echo Park. You're going through, you know what I'm saying? Um, east Hollywood. You go through West Hollywood. Brentwood, all that shit, man. It's beautiful. Beverly Hills. You hit the water and then you, you, you bust the motherfucking right as soon as you see the water. Drive that shit up. Keep on driving. Beautiful, man. I miss that, you know. Once again, though, Los Angeles to live? I don't know. I don't know. It's more like access to different neighborhoods. That's what it was for me. One of the biggest things for me that right now... I'm like itching. I'm itching. Not that I could afford this shit. <laughs> Not that I could motherfucking afford this shit. Not that if I was balling the motherfucker out, could I afford this shit. 
They got a pricey ticket in a place that I, I favor. When I was in Los Angeles, I took about eight or nine trips to Las Vegas. Most of them driving. I think I only flew once. You know? You take that drive out there and you, you pass on the motherfucking Area 51 looking motherfucking desert landscapes. It's crazy. It's beautiful. Always feels like you're entering hell. And I love Vegas. Um, <laughs> right now, Vegas is doing the promo for the motherfucking F1 racing, which is such a smart move to bring that to the motherfucking states. To bring it to the states in a place like Las Vegas, great move. It's beautiful. It's going to be incredible. I think the all-inclusive package is a million dollars. Fuck out of here. Like, I'm not... <laughs> I obviously can't afford that shit. But that's a dream right there. F1. Woo! You know everything about that shit is just going to be extravagant. It's going to be lush. It's going to be a dream. All the events surrounding that shit. In Las Vegas, that's going to be incredible, man. It's going to be incredible. First couple times I went to Vegas, I did it wrong. I spent most of my time in old Vegas. I spent most of my time in old Vegas because I, I heard like on a movie or some shit like that, old Vegas or maybe documentary. Somebody told me some dumb shit. They're like, old Vegas is where you're going to win money. And for the most part, you're not going to win a lot of money in Vegas um, unless you know what the fuck you're doing. I didn't know what I was doing, but I had better luck in old Vegas. Um, but the new strip, the main strip, it's more fun. Um, I was just fucking, and, and, you know, the other one third, the, the second third of the times that I was there, I spent like on the wrong side of the strip. And then as I had been there so many fucking times, I started exploring going more like where, where the money was at. And I was like, oh, this is nice. Like Vegas is popping. Vegas is popping. I had some memories out there, you know? Um, so I missed that, man. And I would, psh, that would be a motherfucking dream. I would pull up to Vegas not being able to afford, obviously, you know, half the events that's going on with the F1 shit. But just to be in the ambiance, that's a great, it's always a great time to go over there when they have like big events. Even if you not participate in the big event, they're going to have so much shit going on. It's just going to be so popping. It's going to be so fucking incredible. You know, I like it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I miss that shit, man. I miss it. I'm gonna take a sip of my motherfucking orange juice. It's gonna be an intermission. It's gonna be an ad for nice orange juice. Nice. Okay. Arguing with my girl, man. Women are hilarious, yo. My daughter's about 19 months. Um, she had her first partial Happy Meal. Guilt me. Making me feel bad about it. I understand it. They, they're giving us human flesh and nuggets or something. Whatever the fuck is going on. It's poisonous. It's cancerous. But she had that. My girl's knowledgeable that she had that. Yesterday, um, I bought my daughter orange juice. And she was like, oh, water it down. Oh, I don't think she should be drinking this. It's very acidic. I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about? Like, <laughs> you knowingly gave her a Happy Meal. But orange juice is like, what? Is, you know? And for anybody who's single out there, stay single. That's what you got to look forward to. Pettiness. 
pettiness, bro. That shit is crazy. Um, a year, a year, a year, year, year. Fuck else is going on, man? Oh, this is crazy. I was thinking about this because uh, I was like, yo, everybody's so polarized on this brewing race war, which is really just not that fucking important. Um, but <laughs> what people should really be focusing on is not the rapper Kanye West. People should be paying attention to the actual moves that a Mr. Akon is making. Akon, the dude that made the song Locked Up, she won't let me uh, uh oh, excuse me. That shit. You know what I'm saying? Britney Griner's theme song. Um, fucked up, but it's true. Um <laughs> that guy is making ridiculous business moves abroad. Ridiculous. And nobody's talking about it. You know? I can't think of another American rapper that I can I mean, I would spend time thinking about it, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't exist. That is an immigrant from another country, moves to, I think he's from Jersey, makes it in the music industry, goes whatever, how many times platinum, leaves the music industry, starts his own businesses, um, builds up enough credibility, enough of a reputation to then approach China for a loan for a billion dollars and secure that. Why is nobody talking about that shit, bro? <laughs> Why do we give a fuck about Kanye and his, t his tennis shoes? This guy, Akon, is making ridiculous chess moves. Ridiculous. You know? I want to see, because I, I saw him on an interview. I was, I was, um, I got put on to this information. I was watching Vlad TV. Great interview he had with Akon. I want to see an interview sitting down with Akon where they really get in and pick his brain. Really get into the understanding of what it takes step by step exiting the music industry. You know, firstly, it's such a feat to be successful in an industry that maybe half of a percent of people who pursue that actually less than half a fucking percent, ha less than half of a percent of people who actually pursue success in the music industry actually achieve it. And he achieved it at some of the highest levels. That being amazing enough. How do you transition from that into your own businesses to then transition into securing a billion dollar loan from the Chinese government to give electricity to light up Africa, essentially? That's what he got the loan for, solar, solar panels and solar power. So through his company, he did that. I think a more incredible feat is that most of his plans were uh, kind of being circulated lightly in the media. I don't think people were talking about it enough right before the pandemic and um, the pandemic threw a wrench in everybody's motherfucking plans. Yet and still, he took that billion dollar loan and paid, paid his credit line off. So he already paid the money back and is now securing a five billion dollar loan from China. Why is nobody talking about this shit? <laughs> Why is nobody sitting this man down? And picking his motherfucking brain. You know, why are we talking about Kanye West and not Akon? Akon got a, he got vision. He got vision. If I could sit down with an individual like that, I would pick his brain 
for 45 minutes asking him serious questions on every spectrum. Emotionally, where are you at? Where were you at? Creatively, what inspired you? What type of vision do you have that you go and, you know, think of something so ambitious to go and seek out a billion dollar loan from another government to bring that money to Africa and light up with solar power? Places that don't have electricity. You know what I mean? What type of vision does that require? You know? And then get to the logistical shit. Like, from a business perspective, what are these fucking steps? Like, what is the first step? How do you even approach... You knock on a guy, uh, uh, the, the, the leader of the Chinese government's door? Like, what do you... <laughs> how do you start that, that process... Of even courting them. Like of, of you know what I'm saying? Like how does the how the fuck does that happen? And beside that, he got other plans. The motherfucker's building a city. He's building Akon City in Africa. Akon City, step one, 2026. Um, they're supposed to open with the hotel and some other things. And the first initiative is going to be generating capital through tourism. And then I, I assume that the second phase would then be reinvesting the capital that they gain from, you know, the tourist dollars into building infrastructure for people actually move there. On top of that, the motherfucker got Akon coin. He doing the crypto wave too. It's crazy, son. It's crazy the vision that this individual has. It's crazy that that's not interesting to people. I mean, it might be interesting to people. I, I feel like if in the right interviewer's hands, that could be incredible content. To sit down and pick that guy's brain. What perspective do you have coming from the hood in Jersey, coming from a you know third world country to the hood in Jersey to you know becoming successful in the music industry to then securing a billion dollar loan, paying that off, securing a five billion dollar loan, and then his personal ventures to create a city? That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. I, I don't know. I, w- I would look into that shit, man. Anybody who hasn't you know seen that, go check that out on Vlad TV. And that that's great. Vlad, isn't he like a fucking Jew, right? <laughs> Black man, Jew sitting down. They was they was chilling. They like each other. They got a great relationship. It can work, baby. You know, there's better shit to focus on. That I think produces, you know, the numbers content wise, you know. But that's what I'm interested in. You know what I'm saying? That's what I like, you know what I'm saying? Um I think I'm about to go eat dinner. You know, I gave you guys a couple topics. Uh, anybody who is a continual listener to Nothing Important Podcast, I want to thank you sincerely. Continue listening. Do me a favor. Go on to my Instagram. Like the reels. Like the post. Think about me. You know what I'm saying? Give me a kiss on my cheek. Astro projecting. Give me a kiss on my cheek. Holla at your motherfucking boy. Till next time.